Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. Finding love at midlife. The prospect of dating again can be difficult at the best of times, but at midlife, it comes with another level of complexity. Managing children, a home, a job, family members and finances can make even the idea of finding love daunting. In addition, past relationship experiences will have shaped your belief systems, which may be keeping you closed to love. In this episode, we're excited to be joined by Katie Phillips, founder of the School of Self-Love, and we're discussing some of the ways she helps midlife women call in their soulmate and live their own version of happy ever after. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. We have Katie, the founder of the School of Self-Love, with us today. We're going to introduce her a little bit more in a second. Just what have we been up to, Mr. D? Wow, that is a good question, Claire. I feel like this week's flown by <laughs> since we last sat and did a podcast. We've been doing corporate workshops. Yes, we have. Been uh, supporting our clients. We've been doing... plans for stuff that's coming. Getting our retreat. Yes. Our, our Marbella retreat. And getting people booked on that already. January and February Marbella retreats. Yeah, I'll um, put the link in the show notes, actually, for our... They've gone live. So January and February Marbella retreats. Really super excited about yeah, that. Back at Punta Romano. Um, and yeah, we've just been on lots and lots of other podcasts and interviews. It's all been a bit crazy, hasn't yeah. it? And we're speculatively finding out about possibilities of an Ibiza retreat <gasps> over Easter. But we can't say too much about that at the moment because we're still working out the details. <laughs> I do actually know about this one. Sometimes James announces things on podcasts without having even spoken to me about it. I've done lots of stuff you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> this week or just generally? Don't, don't land Let's yourself off. in it. <laughs> so go for belt games. <laughs> anyway, it is a full moon today. And the biggest solar eclipse we've had um, solar eclipse of, the century. of the century. So everyone's, I think a lot of people are really feeling it. I know James is. James has pre-moon attention. We call it PMT. James has pre-moon tension every month, don't you, darling? Do, do suffer with the moon. But especially when we're near the water. Yeah, and yeah, it's amazing. This morning, actually, we went down to the sea and the beach has been completely washed away because of the size of the tides we're getting with the moon at the moment. So, um, 
Power of the moon is a real thing, everyone. And also, I had dreams last night because we could hear the sea. We're very lucky from how he's laughing from the bedroom. I had dreams about tsunamis. I think Matt Claire in her dreams is right. I've, I've noticed she always like thinks there's deep meaning in it. It's like, oh, I can hear the waves crashing. I dreamt about tsunamis. I watched narcos. I dreamt about drug laws. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Agatha Christie. I was detected. <laughs> Oh, there no, is, you do have some very meaningful There is. I'm well. not going to tell you anymore. No. I'm going to tell someone. I'm going to tell Katie. Well, enough of our whispering. Let's <laughs> introduce our amazing guest. So, Katie, thank you so much for being here. So, Katie, I'll intro her, is the founder of the School of Self Love. She is a women's empowerment master coach, love and dating mentor, and author of The Self Love Affair, a woman's guide to a daring and mighty life. Sounds wonderful. She is the creator of the Meet Your Soulmate experience, which is transforming midlife women's lives and allowing them to receive love with ease. Her passion and expertise is inspiring midlifers that they can create a life they love and call in the love of their life without burnout or guilt. Hello, my lovely. Hello, <laughs> Hello, guys. So good to be with both of you. I love it. <laughs> oh, so great to have you on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. So yes. great to have you on. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? You know, I know you do that. You did the amazing um, five-day free challenge, calling in your soulmate, mm. which actually some of my clients, I put it out on some of our social media channels, and some of our clients joined it, and they said they absolutely loved it. So it's such a mm. cute thing that you were doing. Thank you. I love it. I feel like it's, you know, it's interesting when you're running a business like I am, you, you know, and you're so passionate as I am, you want to help everybody. You know, you want to help everyone and, and running a business, you know, you do, you make offerings at different price points, but even then it's an investment on some level. So to create something that's completely, utterly free, uh, and I mean, to be honest, when I set it up, so we started doing these, we've done four of these um, five day experiences now. And when I first set it up, I didn't realize quite how transformational it, it, it would be. I, I had, you know, I knew it would be a, a nice experience. I knew there would be some power in it. I didn't know women would go away after five days with like major shifts in their belief systems just really a, a deep reconnection with who they are, a renewed hope that it is actually possible to find someone in midlife, because that's the big thing, isn't it? In midlife, you think, well, mm. I kind of, it's done. I've had my chance or I've missed the boat or, you know, there's all sorts of belief systems running. Yeah, so to see them feel reconnected to themselves with renewed hope um, and some profound, like really profound shifts that I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, well, people usually pay me for that. How did you do that for free? <laughs> You know, how, did, how did that happen but that's wonderful but that's the power of energy that's the power of working with energy and helping people to shift their energy it's um it we all have that ability to do that for ourselves um and just they just you know we all just need a guide to point us in the right direction because no one taught us how right exactly i we always say you know it's we're just facilitating you've got the answers within you and yeah, exactly. we're facilitating I just want to say actually like how how we met we've only ever met online like most things these days but um, online dating, online, to online dating. <laughs> so it was actually James it was actually James that um alerted me to what you were doing and I was like oh that looks amazing maybe we could do something together so we set up a call together and I was in Starbucks I think in London so just before we came to Marbella 
And I know we'd set aside about half an hour to chat, but 40 minutes later, 45 minutes later, we were just da -da 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 -da. and there was just a real connection to what you were saying about the work that you do that really resonated with me in the way that I for sure called in James into mm. my world and the work you've already mentioned it working with energy mm. um is is the most important element so yeah well um, I, I love by the way just to say with energy working with energy and obviously energy is either magnetic or repelling right so yeah. And, and that when it comes to calling in your soulmate, you're either attracting, magnetizing, or you're repelling. And if you're having trouble, there's reasons why you're repelling. And I guess we'll talk about that today. But because everything's energy, there's you and I, we meet. And of course, we both called in James's because like yeah. attracts like, right? And we're like, we're hitting it off. And my husband's James, my husband's James. <laughs> yeah. There are so many moments where we yeah. have those like squeaky girly moments, which I still love. <laughs> I love those I moments. Love that. Yeah. And we're like, oh, me too, me too. And every woman needs a good James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, I fully oh, agree. We do. Yeah. We've got good Jameses. Yeah, we do. So, Katie, what inspired you to start helping midlife women call in their soulmate? Why was it? Um, well, I am one and was one. Mm. You know, I, I was... Um, so I was eight years single parenting before I met James. And there was a, a huge journey within that. Uh, and it was when I, when I hit 40 and then 41, and I was like, oh God, it really, I really have, I've missed the boat or I had my chance. I mean, my son's father and I, we, we were very much in love. It wasn't meant to be that relationship. And I'd had, a, I'd had that big love of my life and I'd had another one actually much earlier on. Um, but I'd also, I'd also had a lot of dysfunctional relationships and there was, there was actually big dysfunction in my relationship with my son's father. I won't go into that now, but you know, I hit 40, then I was 41, 42, I was still single. And I genuinely thought, well, Katie, you know, you've, you've had your chance. It's not like you haven't experienced big love. You have, you have a beautiful son as a result of that. Wonderful. Um, maybe that's it for you. Like I genuinely didn't think I could have another chance. And then there's other stuff that comes into play in midlife. You know, you've got, you know, for a lot of women, you've got elderly parents, you're juggling a career, you've got the kids, you've got, there's so much going on that the idea that you even have time to find someone, let alone nurture that relationship, let alone invite them in to become a part of your already pretty like kind of organized life with all the things you've got going. There's a lot of pieces like moving pieces to the puzzle for someone to then be able to slot into um and this was my experience you know i had all of that going on and so many belief systems that it wasn't going to be possible at this point in life but then you've got all the hormonal shifts and health stuff going on which adds a whole other level of complexity to it i mean my first year with james so honestly remember okay it's eight years single i meet this gorgeous six foot five human that i decide i i how lucky am I? We begin this, you know, relationship, we move in together very quickly. I mean, we were living together within 
within six months of knowing each other, which is fast when you've both got kids and lives, you know, to, so to bring all that together was amazing. But my first year with James, which is meant to be when you're like, it's hot, right? Is that? <laughs> Well, you, yeah. I remember talking about it. You were hot, but for different reasons. Right. I'm sure you were hot. Anyway, but you were I having mean, different things that were hot. But, <laughs> but that's it. So we, we'd moved in together. I was going to bed at night wrapped in towels because my night sweats were so bad and I got dreadful cystic acne. I mean, it was, it was so, and my, then I, this anxiety kicked in which became like a depression because I just couldn't add up what all of, all of this stuff that was going on for me. And, and I thought, oh, you know, this is, this is just something that midlife women have to deal with. You, you know, you've got that there's enough around dating the worries and concerns and um, lack of confidence and so on for any woman when they're dating to start with, uh, let alone all of these levels and layers and complexities when you're in midlife to juggle and I, I relate to that and I think in the dating world uh, the younger generations are more supported and more seen than midlifers I mean it's just a thing you sort of hit midlife and and at this point in life you do start to feel a, a sense of invisibility creeping in as you get older and wondering you know like that invisibility is a real block to calling in love and i i want to see those women i there's a there's a huge there's a lot of women in midlife and probably larger to do with perimenopause and you you guys talk about andropause that actually has relationships end yes and there's more and more people at this point in life that are single and wondering could i do it again is it possible again and they've got the health things going on and they need to be seen, they need to be heard, they need to be supported, they need to know that it is possible for them, they need to understand what is blocking them to calling in and having what they desire. And um, yeah, as a woman that's been there, done it, got the t-shirt, I want to support those women, because mm. I felt the same, you know. And it is about the self-love, isn't it? We'll probably go into this in a minute, but like mm. you say, that energy, it, it's not conscious, but that energy is either attracting or repelling so if you're thinking about these things about yourself yeah and thinking these things about the possibilities or not possibilities and obviously it's it's not drawing in that soulmate um mm. and yeah it can be incredibly difficult yeah it's um it's so such amazing work that you're doing so yeah that's a really inspiring story I mean you've touched on some of the things there some of the challenges midlifers face midlife women face about getting back into relationships but you know what what are the big challenges that you see coming up time and time again oh my goodness um well it's the juggle mm. because you really are adulting at midlife aren't you mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. with the kids the parents the career life generally um and the health pieces that's absolutely huge those, those shifts i mean thankfully and with work like you guys are doing and thankfully we are talking about uh, these hormonal shifts and we're under, you know, making it, um, we're normalizing it because it is normal, right? Um, but then it's, it's, what I see a lot as well is it, it's not, this isn't unique to midlifers, this is anybody, like the piece about calling in, calling in love really requires you to begin to understand i mean for anybody it requires you to begin to understand 
masculine feminine energy dynamics to start to understand energetically what is blocking you to having the relationship experience you want to have why are you only attracting in emotionally unavailable men why are you um yeah why are you experiencing the drama you seem to experience back to back in relationships like what's that about so you know it you don't have to be in midlife to be experiencing the the majority of what I'm working with women around. Um, I think one of the biggest, biggest initial blocks and struggles to the women and men, actually, I don't work with that many men. I do have a handful of male clients, um, but uh, I predominantly work with women. The, the biggest block is uh, them thinking that it's another thing to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh God, just add it I'm to the I'm exhausted. I'm done. Like I've got so much going on. Um, I have to, I'm managing so much, not least, I was just doing it before taking all of my supplements, like not least, like getting all the supplements in every day to support my health and my hormonal shifts. But what now I've got to figure out this world of online dating. Now I've got to figure out where he is and I've got to create a profile and I've got I've, like, what do I have to do to get him? And it's this kind of doing, taking, and it's a disempowered masculine transactional energy. It's like, and that, that's why they're exhausted. And we've got to shift that. We have yeah. to shift that. So interesting you say that. I mean, I found myself suddenly and surprisingly single. I think I'm 41. <laughs> surprising how can someone as gorgeous as you find themselves well quite i'm glad you did i know for me that left me like uh i was just like my confidence was shot you know i just had like no confidence um like my energy was like it's interesting to say about dating so you start to like try and dip your toe in the water and then you sign up to the apps people like yeah i'm I'm over here why don't you come meet me you're like do I, do I want to go all the way over there? The funniest <laughs> thing was, the funniest thing was, that was when he was living in Ibiza and it was hardly a far, you know, a long way to go to meet someone in the next town. So that's how not bothered you could be. <laughs> well, I know, but I know what it's like, you know, it is it's challenging, like you were saying at, at the beginning, I think, when you, at that stage in your life, you're kind of like, oh, wow, I'm in this new position. I don't quite know how this now works for me. And then, you know, on top of that, my confidence is shot anyway. You know, you kind of feel like, oh, I am on the shelf a bit. Who would want me now? Those are all things that played out for me. Um, and it wasn't until I did the work on my interest, I did the work on myself that, um, yeah, I managed to attract a pair. Yeah, see, so it does work. It works both ways. So when we're, when we're speaking about masculine, and I'm, I'm sure we'll go into more detail on that in a minute, but when we're talking about masculine and, and feminine energy, we've obviously, well, I say obviously, but we all have it. A man, someone that identifies as male, whether you identify as male or female, we all have masculine feminine energy. And the part of the work is really, oh gosh, um, it's a masterclass. Um, <laughs> part of the work is is tapping into and accessing your feminine energy, whether you're a man or a woman, so that you can move into a space of allowing and receiving what you desire to come in rather than being in that. What we've all learned to do predominantly is to be in the doing and making happen energy, which when it comes to love, just it's just the wrong approach, but we haven't learned it's safe to kind of surrender back into receiving. 
It's so true. And you end up suffocating it, don't you? You're holding on too tight to, to getting it that you suffocate it. Yeah. Uh, and push it away. You're, yes. you're repelling it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did that for sure. And, you know, I, we were saying about one of the biggest challenges, I think by midlife, one of the challenges you probably do face with working with men and women that you work with is the fact that we, you know, by the time we've got midlife, we have got all of those years of those ingrained behaviours and ingrained beliefs where it's like been a self-fulfilling prophecy and they've just dug deeper and deeper, deeper into their belief systems. So they've become more solid um, and a definition of who they are. So that's yeah. that's probably one of the big challenges you have. But um, yeah, just that's done that. such a good point. Such a good point <laughs> because at midlife, that's the thing. It's like, because I have worked with women in their 20s who've called in their soulmate and they, they have, you know, then you work with midlife women, they've got double the number of years of ingrained conditioning, programming, belief systems, life experience, proving that men can't be trusted. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> Exactly. And then yeah. the masculine, you, you add to that, by the time we get to midlife, we have so much, so many of us women will identify with this. We've become very, very operational in our masculinity because we've had to feel like we've survived. We've pushed through pain. We've pushed through grief. We've pushed through these things. And you end up coming from a very masculine place, don't you? Yeah. Holding it all together, just making it through, striving, striving, you know, trying to keep that power together rather than moving into that soft feminine energy as well yeah well you know the see we need the masculine mothers need their masculine energy it's their masculine energy that gets stuff done that that pays the school fees that packs the school lunch that deals with the homework that drives them to hockey that you know the stuff it's the masculine energy that makes the business work it's that you know we need it but you can have both. Like, this is a big part of the work. It's not an either or. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, you can use your masculine to make things happen. There's nothing wrong with that. Big chunk of the work I'm doing with women is showing them how to bring forward their empowered masculine energy because usually what's happening is there's a disempowered masculine yeah. energy running the show, which is why they're so exhausted. Yes. Their empowered masculine will take will make things happen, but at the same time do it in a way that has them feel good and take care of them. It's yeah. honoring of the feminine. And then, and it's like, you can have that and the feminine. It's not an either or. You can, you can make shit happen and take care of yourself. Yeah. You can make things happen and allow yourself to surrender and receive your desires and what you need. Like you can have both. And that, that's a huge mental attitude kind of shift honestly Katie, massive you know even in a relationship that's a huge journey i i have been on even in the last six months and i will continue to go on it's like never ending isn't it in a, in a good sense but receiving you know not just me you know, striving pushing planning creating but receiving yeah that energy in is has been really hard for me yeah but then I think that's from past experiences well because we've learned most of us have learned it's societal conditioning it's parental it's generational conditioning we've learned that to get to feel loved in the world to feel safe in the world to feel significant in the world like all these basic human needs to have those be met we've learned that we have to go external and prove our worth to 
have that experience of being loved, significant, safe, accepted, all that. And and so the more that we we put ourselves we, we move externally there's like an external search to have that experience the more exhausted we are mm-hmm. and and it's a reconditioning to understand you don't have to prove your worth you don't have to do anything to be valued mm-hmm. just yeah. being you just it's being true. you is valuable and the more we can settle into that energy the more magnetic and attractive we are so we can kind of sort of sit back and receive beautiful beautifully put it's so true it's so true and when we have these conversations briefly that initial time um that totally resonated with me and I know I did sit I did sit back and I you know my self-worth I did so much self-care and self-worth and self-love and I know when I did a live with you I talked about this the way that I did that when everything else was out of control the one thing that I was able to control was my self-care and looking mm. after, you know, I was on antidepressants, but I didn't want to be on them forever. So I started looking to nutrition and exercise and looking after myself. And that self-love and self-care started helping me realize that I'm lovable and um, I'm worthy and I'm enough. And I don't have to keep proving myself and don't have to keep going after emotionally unavailable men and, you know, not having the relationships I want because actually I was worth this time of having a relationship that was that was aligned with my values. Yeah. And so as you're doing that work on yourself and 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 developing your self-worth, self-confidence, self-love, self-trust, developing that emotional relationship with yourself, you're suddenly emotionally available to yourself. As you start doing all of that work, you but you're energetically, that's where you're vibrating. That's your frequency is that. Yeah. You, you, you know, your frequency is that. And so, of course, you're going to attract in that. You can't, you just don't get to be with an emotionally available person if you're not emotionally available to yourself. You don't get to have intimacy and trust with someone if you don't have that with yourself first. It's, you, you don't. No. And, um, and that's, the, that's why calling in your soulmate is nothing about the how to call in your soulmate. There's no gimmicks, like what's the right text to send. Like that's, I get that's all helpful. Even your dating profile, yeah, it's helpful to understand how to do that properly. And I do bring in experts to, to help my clients with that. But to me, that's like, oh, it's a little, it's the tiniest piece of the puzzle. The big mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle is where's your energy at? Yeah. And that's, that's what will call in what you want or what you don't want. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So kind of touched on this, but... Um, what if someone said to you, what is the most important factor to calling in my soulmate? How would you answer that? Uh, you've got to clear the, yeah, we have sort of been talking about it, haven't we? we? You've got to clear the energetic blocks to love. So there's sort of four areas that I would focus on. You've, you've got to start checking out your mindset. You, you've got to look at what are my belief systems? Because what we believe is what we're creating what we believe is what we're repelling. What we believe is what we're calling in. So, what what do I believe? And are those be- and really is it's an awareness creation piece. It's like what do I believe about men because of my life experience the last 10, 15, 20 years? What do I believe about men because of what my dad modeled to me when I was four years old? Like it goes right back. You know, a lot of the work I'm doing with my clients is inner child work and really going right back to their conditioning about what they learned 
around the masculine full stop masculine energy men the whole thing so it's a, it's a big piece is what you're believing and then it's your um your emotional pieces and your emotional blocks like most of us haven't learned to take the time and space to really acknowledge how we really really feel and and to allow those emotions because usually the ones we're blocking down the ones that are making us sick which you guys would be you know, like experts at that um the stuff we're blocking and pushing down is frightening it's terrifying we don't really want to go there no one's even shown us how to deal with those big emotions but if we don't acknowledge them and allow them to be felt and processed we're not healing and and it's the blocking of that in that that emotion that's it's so repelling like you said you know you want an emotionally available person can you relate to yourself emotionally and a mm. lot and, and it might even be just acknowledging this is a huge one this was huge for me as well was just acknowledging because so i'm a very high functioning woman like i've got big goals and desires and i'm like all about going and making them happen and i have created a good life for myself when i was single i had a good life i loved my business i had a great relationship with my son i had friends i was traveling the world it was all good but a huge block to love for me was not actually stopping and acknowledging that i was so lonely yeah. and i was so tired yeah. doing everything and i would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and i'd be like i'm on my own and I didn't want to be, and I'd then wake up at seven o'clock, the alarm would go off and I'd be like, yep, doing it on my own again, another day. And everyone was going out, you know, the family holidays and the things, and it was just me on my own or me and my son. And, and truthfully, I was really, really lonely. And I had to acknowledge the pain of that as part of my journey, because while I didn't acknowledge that that was the truth of me, I wasn't allowing and accepting all of me. And if I wanted to be with someone that allowed and accepted all of me, you know, I had to do that with myself first. It was yeah. huge. And this is the self-love piece. But like you say, it's so, it can be so terrifying. I see this a lot with our clients, the women that I work one-to-one -one with, it can be so, so terrifying. And we have put all of these structures within our life to avoid sitting down with any of those emotions um totally and it can be it can it can be so so terrifying i think people feel like they're going to get lost in them which is why what what you do and what so so many people in the world now are doing and what we hope to do with our clients is just to create a safe space for people to be able to dip their toe in a little bit because it'll be more than they were anyway so just dip their toe in a little bit and like you said as well awareness is but well, it's awareness it's just being self-aware so it's, we're, we're on autopilot most of the time just doing 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 and not and then there's these moments where you're like oh oh that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and then from there it speeds up a bit because you're just finally aware, of course, it's you that's holding yourself back. You need to get out of your own way, but yeah. um, you're finally aware of what your patterns of behavior are, what your triggers are, and there yeah. your, your belief systems are behind that. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, and then that, so that then got, leads into perfectly this piece around having to develop a spiritual relationship with yourself. 
and act and beginning so you've got the mental piece the emotional piece and then the spiritual piece which is it's just starting to value being and being with you and prioritizing getting to know yourself and love yourself. I mean, so many, one of the, you were talking before James about like what are the biggest struggles with, with women calling in love? Well, they don't, they know what they don't want. They don't know what they do want. And how do you know what you want if you don't even have that relationship with yourself first? So we have to really, again, it's a, because we're, most of us have been conditioned to be in our masculine doing energy all the time. We haven't learned to value just stopping and being paying attention to who am I and what do I value and how do I feel and what do I want like we're we're so busy serving everybody else and being all things to all people because that's how we get our value and worth by the way (laughs) you know if I if I'm of service to everyone they'll tell me they'll say thanks you're amazing you're great but can I learn to do that for myself can I just sit and be and receive me and Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a feminine practice, this piece around connecting with yourself spiritually and knowing authentically who you are. Um, but if we don't do that, then we're not in that energy vibration of being connected with what I call sort of source energy, life, God, universe energy. If we don't get to connect with that and live in that flow, if we don't prioritize our spiritual well-being and our own spiritual connection, because it's when we're, when we're connected to that energy, that's when we get our downloads, we get our, our intuition sparks alive. It's like, yeah, our inspiration. And it's like, well, suddenly, but that's where, you, and you're in receiving mode because when you can stop and be and connect with yourself and God, you're receptive, your energy is open and receptive. You're not doing anything. And so it's in that space you get the guidance. Like for me, I met James on Bumble. Now, I was totally against internet dating and online dating. I was over it all. I, I was done with all of that nonsense. But the way, I, the, the guidance and the way I just got this, it was like literally a voice of God moment, go on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was. I mean, it came through a human person, but... <laughs> Go, go, go Katie, Bumble. go on Bumble. Go on Bumble. <laughs> it was, it was, and I was like, go on Bumble. Like I felt it in my body. It wasn't like a to-do, another thing on my to-do list. Oh, bloody, better bloody well sign up to Bumble. It was a go on, go on Bumble. There's a whole story to that. But, you know, but you're not in that receptive space to receive the intuition or to, to hear it when someone suggests it, to hear it and feel that it's true for you or not Mm, yeah and that is a practice I mean lots of people again they go into that space or try that stuff you know connecting with our higher self with source energy they're like I'm doing this for a reason I'm doing this to get something again if you're going in it to get something rather than receive being versus doing isn't it yeah yeah well, it's also it's also moving out of the transactional doing taking energy, which most yeah. of us have learned. I'll do this so I can get this. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. we want to move into giving and receiving energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we covered that one, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we had another Being question. Yes, yes. I, we actually talked about that. One of the questions I did um, 
want to ask was like, can you talk us a little bit more around being versus doing when it comes to calling your soulmate? But I think we've covered that in such great depth. Um, well, it's interesting, and really parallels over the work we do. So, so many parallels, aren't there? I'm getting used to the same with relationships. People want, want the end result quite quickly, and they look at the external factors. Like, say, oh, if I do this, I'll do oh. the same thing. Like, oh, you know, just, just give me a meal plan and I'll lose the weight. It's like, well, no, it's not about that. It's about <laughs> actually changing your behavior, getting to know yourself, getting to, to really know yourself. And like you say, in midlife, like our beliefs become very entrenched. And where people go wrong is like they mistake their beliefs for reality. Mm. But your belief is just an opinion, it's not the truth. Mm. And we're capable of changing those beliefs, you know. And I think it's this time of life is a great time to actually go, well, here I am, this is where I am now. Do I like it? Or would I like to actually change it for something better? And if I do want to do that, who's the person I need to become to do it? Which is, which yeah. is similar to dating. It's like, who do, I, who do I need to become and who, how aware am I of me and what my being is to actually pull in that soulmate for me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it requires huge faith and trust, doesn't it? Yes. That the way it will happen will be just perfect for you. Um, yeah. Because we when, we, when we move into receiving mode, we're not we think well, we're, not, we're not we're not in control anymore we don't get to be in control when and yet it's way more powerful and way more attractive and magnetic than if you're like nitty-gritty controlling yes. everything because that that energy you can feel it's like it's it's isn't it? repelling yes yeah needy it's like saying to the universe, I need desperate to be happy yeah. i need it in order to be happy rather than i'm happy anyway I'm yeah. happy and that will just add to my life. Yeah. It's like what I really encourage uh, my clients to is to prioritize feeling good every day. Yes. And, and, and from that space, if, the, if your intention and your focus is on feeling good, it's pleasure, it's joy, it's fun, it's tapping into your desires, all of these beautiful feminine qualities, if you could approach dating from that energy, like could it just be fun? Could you just meet another human being and relate and, and, and just have a nice time without this? Well, I must, if I go on that date, then I get, will I get him? Like, is he, you know, because that is such a gross energy. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same in business. Be a transactional it's, relationship, it's the same you know? in business. Um, it's the same in business as well. You know, like when I can see the difference between who James and I are now between what we were like even like a couple of years ago sorry that's Lola um decided she wants to make lots of noise in the background um to even what we were a few years ago that actually if you hold on too tight to wanting something in from a business yeah, a relationship a, but in a business sense Goal. you know if you're holding on too tight for it you just you repel it so you know you might have a conversation with someone or you might have a conversation with a corporate for example that we might do some work with and you come off and you're like, oh, well, I hope I did all right. You know, I hope that went well. When you're, you know, looking at your phone, waiting for them to call all the time, you're not allowing it to just come to you because you don't believe that the things that do come with to you or don't come to you are meant to be either way. Yeah. So you feel like you have to hold on to everything so tight because you're in the controlling seat. But actually, you're not really. It's either going to happen or it isn't. And if you can just stay in that focused, present, stay what comes to you is meant to be yours so that's a yeah. very hard pill to swallow just for some people i can imagine especially doing it's, the work you do 
it's huge. It's a massive behavioral shift. But you know what we're talking about here is, is it's not just about how to call on your soulmate. Like everything in your life starts to shift. You know, you're just relating a business example. It's this, it's that. It's yeah. My clients, their businesses are completely changing. They start making more money. Things just seem to drop into their lap more easily. Their health starts to improve. They you know, they generally like everything starts to shift because they, they're a pro it's literally, you're literally learning a different way of doing life. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And what would you say to a woman or indeed a man <laughs> who might be listening to this and they're struggling to believe that they could ever do it. It's never going to happen for them. Do you know what? Um, one of my favorite things to remind people is he's looking for you too. Oh, don't, I'm going to weep. <laughs> but it isn't that true this is what we forget again when we're in this sort of yes. because when we're in that transactional disempowered masculine energy of like doing taking we we forget to be open and receptive to well actually the kind of person i want to be with who is all the you know the emotionally available financially stable uh you know fun loving caring gonna love my kids like all these things that the, the past this amazing gorgeous human being that you want to be with uh of course he's desiring to love and be loved just like you he's just another big open heart that just wants to be with someone and we get so when you're in the doing taking it's all about me and what i need and what i want and what i've got to do to make it happen and we we're not we don't soften into i'm looking at your face claire you look like you're about to really cry <laughs> so beautiful but it's that you know it's just opening up into compassion and uh, what's the word just it's hard to actually put words to what i'm feeling when i talk about this it's just like this idea that he's looking for you too it just it, i don't know it softens your heart doesn't it and it has you just sort of tap into the truth of oh yeah because the, the guy or the girl i want to be with wants what i want mm -hmm. and and by the way we have to remember there is only one mm -hmm. And yeah, you're going to meet loads of people that aren't the one. And that's the thing. You can decide that, oh, but the, I've, I've met this guy and he's not the one. It just proves that he doesn't exist. And I've met another one. It's not the one. It just proves it doesn't exist. Oh, well, yeah. actually, what if you're, what if you've just decided, like, it's a good thing. Like, if it's not him, and one of my favorite affirmations is um, this or something even better. So yeah. if it's not him, something even better is on its way. But if you, you know, the law of increment is we have to just keep taking steps forward. Everything is progress. If you do nothing, well, you're going to get nothing. But you've got to put yourself out there. It takes a lot of confidence and self-trust and bravery, but that's part of the inner work, which we've been talking about. Um, and, you know, you're clearing the way. Everyone that's not him, that's not him. And you're clearing the way and you're enjoying the process because you're choosing to have fun with dating not have it be this like doing taking energy and you're allowing him to come in you're allowing him to find you because he's looking for you too you know i think you know when we hear a truth bomb go straight to the heart and i think what you said there our heart resonates with it and i think so many people listening to this you know I do believe that that would have gone straight to their heart because the truth hears the truth. It's, sorry, the heart hears the truth. 
Um, so yeah, really, really lovely thing that you said. Katie, thank you so thank much. Thank you so. So um, do tell us, how um, listeners, if you're inspired to reach out to Katie, yes. how can people find you, get a hold of you? Oh, well, we're all over the interwebs. Um, <laughs> everywhere uh well you could probably start by coming over to our website the school of self dot love i love that i got a dot love by the way uh the school of self dot love uh we're on instagram as at the school of self dot love um and you probably want to start by coming and joining my next free five-day challenge the meet your soulmate challenge um yeah we've got one we, we run them all the time we've got one coming up starting on the 14th of february of course yeah. valentine's day that's coming up soon um yeah start there follow us on insta we're all over facebook we're on linkedin we're on we've got a great youtube channel actually you have by the way you yeah. really have. I checked that out actually. And that is that under the same kind of handle? Yeah, it's youtube.com. It's weird with YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash C forward yeah. slash the school of self love. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much. Thank you. I knew it was going to be awesome. It's made me feel romantic and bubbly. <laughs> Where are you taking me? Where are you taking me tonight? always something inappropriate from james right at the end (laughs) always it wouldn't be right wouldn't be our podcast if james didn't say something inappropriate uh katie thank you so much for being here it's been an absolute joy and i know so so many people listening to this even if they are in a relationship you know um we'll get a lot a lot from this so um again absolute pleasure thank you thank you for having me You've been listening to the Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.